0: Hello, lovely people, you're with the Fashion Photography Podcast and me, Virginia Yancheva. If you've ever wondered do you need to know French in order to work in France, my guest today is going to answer this question. And not only, we're going to talk about the importance of knowing the right people. And in addition, we're going to mention about portraits and how to connect with your model. Put your hands together for my new guest.
1: My name is Nikola Soskevich. I'm uh, 39 years old. Right now I'm in Paris. Mostly I work in uh, Russia. I like to shoot portraits, different kind of people in different kind of situations. And I also shoot some uh, fashion uh, stories and uh, fashion pictures.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's why you're in the fashion photography podcast.
1: (laughs) But I'm I'm not really working a lot for the fashion magazines although I have some of my photographs featured in the Garage and one even in the Karina Rothfeld Fashion Book magazine.
0: So you're pretty active in fact.
1: Well, I'm active, but uh, you know, some uh, magazines uh, require some special style and I'm kind of out of it. I'm not shooting uh, like super glamour pictures, which is mostly required in the industry. I work just uh, like I feel, not like the editor feels.
0: Great. Okay. Um, Do you have any kind of photography background?
1: Like I study myself with photography and uh, I work as a graphic designer. So at one time, I needed to, to have my own pictures and my projects. So I pick up the camera and start to shoot. And I start to shoot uh, people for advertising campaigns, like really small, of course, campaigns. And from that, I start to develop myself. I, I start to have clients who wants me to do a commercial job for them in photography. So that's mostly how I started to do professional photography. Because in my childhood, I of course have a Polaroid and film cameras, but it was like there's no other cameras out there at that time. So we just have to use this if you need to capture the moment with your family or friends or something else.
0: Do you want to still shoot with a Polaroid or something like that?
1: Well, I have a camera still. I purchased one, some old uh, Polaroid 70 model, but it's really hard to obtain film these days. I know there's uh, people who reproduce them, the Impossible Project, but most of the time I, I'm in Moscow. In Moscow, if you shop all the Polaroid film, it's very expensive. So you have to really, really choose what you photography.
0: Well, tell me how you end up in in France.
1: I have some friends who...
0: Are in France.
1: Yeah, in France. (laughs) I have some friends in France. So who is interested in my work? And they invited me. They invite me with some people, like model agents. And uh, I start to shoot models. And uh, now I'm like between Moscow and France. And sometimes I have clients in Italy. But it's mostly the Russian private clients.
0: Do you speak French? No. Oh, so I guess this is <laughs> this is kind of a barrier for you, or am I wrong?
1: To communicate with uh, regular French people, it's a bit complicated. But in uh, industry, everybody speaks English, and uh, it's even easier because for French people, English is also the second language. So uh, we can understand each other better <laughs> because we.
0: What was your biggest struggle when you went in France?
1: Well, to obtain the contacts and uh, to to make people wanted to meet with you, it's uh, because everybody is busy and uh, there's uh, lots of photographers coming to Paris.
0: So, what was your solution for the problem?
1: As I mentioned before, I have some friends who see my work and uh, like push me to contact these people and push people to contact me.
0: Mm-hmm. so you have some kind of uh, mutual friends yeah. between you and your clients yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. i think
1: it's it's important to, to have someone who can give you important contacts and uh, who can speak for you with the people you need to contact
0: would you call these guys your agents
1: no it's not agents because they don't ask for any uh, payment for their time and uh, for the information so it's just a friendly uh, gesture i guess
0: <laughs> what would you recommend to the people going to France uh, without any friends
1: there? Well, if you need to work as a photographer, you have to prepare your portfolio and uh, especially you have to have printed portfolio because sometimes when I go to agency and I don't have like anything on my hands, they don't like to go uh, to web browser and type your website and see because printed pictures are easier and uh, you can have it with you all the time you don't need the internet access and uh, anything else so you can meet in cafe and just show your work
0: so So printed
1: portfolio yeah printed portfolio (laughs) is important
0: i guess you have one
1: yeah i have one
0: how does it look
1: Really small, like a small magazine. I choose uh, a format a slightly bigger than uh, European format A4. It's like bigger than letter. So the bigger the picture, the better it looks. You should print like something better, bigger than A4.
0: How many pages do you have in your portfolio?
1: I think it's about 60 pages.
0: Oh, that's a lot.
1: Maybe less because I really didn't count. I just have, uh, I just have some pears and uh, my friend here in Paris, it happens that he have a like small printing machine in his house. So I print everything with his help.
0: Great. So I guess they're really like a book. You cannot rearrange it. I can't, no. Well, what do you think about those uh, kind of portfolios? What's the difference between uh, those that you can rearrange and the book portfolios? Why did you choose a book portfolio?
1: I chose because... uh, You
0: had this printer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, have this printer, but uh, you know, I I also go to the, the shop for the artists, and I bought a really large portfolio case mm-hmm. with a, like transparent envelopes inside. Mm-hmm. So I also print even larger pictures and store it there, so I can choose, re- rearrange it depends on the, which client I'm meeting.
0: So you have two portfolios.
1: Yeah, the one, like a book, it's actually was for the L'Oreal. They have an interview with me in uh, Moscow. So they ask, can we use your portfolio in pictures? Like uh, me sitting there looking at my own portfolio. (laughs) This is why I print this. But uh, regularly I have this uh, large case. Yeah, which
0: I suppose is very heavy.
1: Yeah, you can print uh, your pictures uh, in every photo laboratory. It's no problem. Yeah, in Paris, it's it's super automatic process. You just upload your pictures and uh, select the size, and
0: then you don't. go and get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Very very clever move to have them both. You even
1: didn't need to to bring your portfolio with you. You can print it in Paris.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, yeah, because it's heavy.
1: Yeah, it's it's really heavy, and it's in my case, it's really large. Like it's uh, I think it's A3 size.
0: Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. It's really very clever move to have the mode. I haven't thought about this. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> when I printed my portfolio, I really like the idea that it's so like a book and you cannot rearrange it because it's like a statement, you know, yeah, yeah. I do this, and that's all,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Oh, which one is the project that excites you most right now?
1: I'm not the person who really excites about my own work, so. There was interesting project when I shoot uh, uh, Russian pop band, electric band for the American magazine called Flaunt. And it was like super improvisation. We came to one place, area with lots of small magazines, small artistic businesses, like some, some kind of art projects, you know, where artists gather and they have their own shops. We went there and we're just walking around, wondering. So in one point we end up in the concert. Mm -hmm. of famous russian musician so and i shoot like in the crowd like we go to the roof and it was really fast and uh, i really like the pictures Mm -hmm. i have i have something of of this in my big hands selection and the magazine they really like it also so they asked me the reason i'm in paris now they asked me to shoot uh, the french group yeah (laughs) yeah
0: awesome again for them is it uh, going to be more is there a setup or you're going to do this again more of a documentary
1: I think it's more more like a documentary because overseas I think it's really hard to prepare the photo shoot Mm -hmm. you need your crew in in town to organize things to find the location to find something it's better when you just improvise
0: what do you think a person have to um, carry in themselves to call themselves fashion photographers?
1: They should understand the fashion and uh, should understand the fashion world and the rules because there, there are rules. It's not just about photographing models in some random clothes from the second-hand stores, focusing on the, not on the model, but on the product. It's uh, the fashion is about the fashion.
0: Yeah, I think you understand this very well because right now I'm looking at one of your uh, couture photo shoots for, correct me if I'm wrong, Uliana Sergei Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm looking at this and uh, I see fashion. I don't look at the model I don't look at the surrounding, at where she is. I just look at those models. And to be completely honest, this is not something that, of course, as a couture, you cannot wear it everywhere. But as a woman, I just want to wear those. I don't know where in my living room, for example, (laughs) because I'm going to look very weird if I go out. For we the
1: photo it. photo shoot, at least it's, yeah. it's really nice.
0: <laughs> they look gorgeous, and I'm very impressed of the way you've you've shown all the details. Tell me, what was the hardest thing in this photo shoot?
1: Well, it's actually interesting projects. We shoot at uh, in Paris. Mm-hmm. We have a showroom, the Crillon Hotel. Mm-hmm. So we shoot like overnight, and uh, the problem was that uh, the model. The main model vika Folileva. for some reason
0: the blonde one
1: yeah the blonde one so people who was in charge of organizing this uh, photo shoot they didn't mention that uh, the model has a flight to milan at 6 p.m and uh, we started makeup at 11 a.m so we like finished less than a half of the looks and the model has to go we finished like in uh, 5 p.m or something like this because model was r- really dedicated and she extended to the last minute she could possibly go to the airport to catch her flight so big thanks for to vika for this when the model left us the people who was in charge of the photoshoot they asked me like hey nick you know the model agencies can you find us the model right now
0: oh
1: yeah which is in uh after couture week, oh. and especially in the 6 p.m. at Saturday, wasn't really like possible. was
0: a task, yeah.
1: Yeah, but we was lucky because the second model, she was like returning from some photo shoot in uh, like few blocks from the hotel.
0: Whoa, you're a lucky person.
1: <laughs> yeah, but of course she was like it. It was her like first visit to Paris. Uh huh just started uh, modeling in france so she wasn't really like professional like vika and she was really like really hard to shoot her and she wasn't uh, she in a really good shape at the moment mm-hmm. so the clothes didn't fit well and we have to do a lot of photoshop with her the the client uliana didn't know about the situation and uh, she didn't like the model so we have to like really really digitally enhance everything with her lighting and it was painful and uh, at one and like uh, at one time we should it's uh, i think it was like 3 a.m and it's hotel and it's really quiet and uh, at one point one of the my monolights just exploded really really loud
0: i guess it was a bad day for you
1: (laughs) it wasn't like that nice day for me because uh, i just do my job and i like it but it it was like really scary we we thought that there will be some hotel officials who will rush in our room like asking what what are you doing here why is the explosion here but nobody showed up
0: so the people around in the nearby rooms they were sleeping very very well i
1: guess yeah
0: (laughs) it's great to know that in the end i cannot say you had any kind of struggle with the model, with the light, with nothing, it just looks so consistent. Thank you oh, you're welcome. <laughs> You've done your job, <laughs> okay, so another thing that I wanted to ask you is about your website. I saw your work in my hands, but tell me more about your website.
1: I started to show up my work in Tumblr mm-hmm. first because I don't have my own website at the time, and it was easier. To just organize some web folio and uh, Tumblr is really easy, really understandable and don't have these uh, crazy rules about uh, showing the naked women in your photographs. And uh, really fast, I have gathered like 3000 followers. The Tumblr has this uh, repost thing that uh, some blogs can repost your work. The blogs happens to be uh, very popular. So people start following you if they like what you do. It was like really, really fast-growing community. And I hope it stays the same.
0: Yeah, but as far as I know, you have two websites. You told me this, I must admit.
1: Yeah, but they both on the Tumblr. I just separate my personal work to this personal blog. And the more like commercial work, to the other so i can just show it to clients and not be embarrassed to see some naked body parts
0: Mm -hmm. the weird thing for me was that on your tumblr page there was just one photo from different editorials yeah so you don't really upload a lot of photos from one editorial no no how did you decide that that Because on the other websites that I look at, there are usually the whole editorial has been uploaded. And here I was very interested.
1: You know, if you shoot editorial, shoot for magazine. And uh, sometimes you didn't like every picture. But if you post just one picture from the editorial, it gave you the viewer information that you shoot this editorial for this magazine. If they need to look for more images... They can find it in the web. So I, I just didn't like to overstock my blog with the plots of pictures. You, some of them are useless because the pictures just to show this jacket or this handbag or uh, these earrings, or I choose like the picture I, I really like.
0: Well, most of your pictures, uh, the models are in very normal positions. Like they're not really posing for this.
1: Yeah. I don't like this.
0: Are you asking them for this specifically?
1: Sometimes I just observe, especially if I do my personal work. I just observe the model, trying to feel comfortable in the surrounding. I don't really like the models to pose because some of them doing this really badly, but uh, when they act naturally, it's more photogenic.
0: Mm-hmm. You have some photos in a studio, but not all of them. Tell me, do you own a studio?
1: Actually, I do most of my personal work at my home studio with just uh, one light or sunlight. I don't really like uh, using lots of studio lights and uh, shooting the studio because I like mostly focused on portraits, not on the full body pictures. If I need the, like something like studio light, I can achieve this at home. Otherwise, I can go outside, especially in Paris. It's really nice to go outside not to shoot in studio
0: mm-hmm. what i wanted to ask you was about those photos on your website are connected to some fashion shows they look a lot like backstage
1: yeah sometimes i shoot the backstage uh, especially like uh, this client Uliana, Sergienko. i work with her for four or five years just to shoot anything for her brand and shoot her portraits also. When we have uh, fashion shows, I mostly shoot the backgrounds and the preparation process, like fittings, castings, all this stuff. On backstage, I really like... Also, I don't uh, ask models to pose for the pictures I don't interrupt personal space of the model I just look and observe and uh, capture something I I like and I think it's uh, looks nice that's a backstage the photographer in my opinion shouldn't interrupt the work of the makeup artists and the designer crew and hairstylists so they just work do their job and photographer just capture this like being invisible but being like everywhere so i think asking models to look at you it's not a really proper thing at the the backstage
0: i guess that's the reason why your portraits look so so authentic do you think that a photographer can be good at both portraits and fashion photography yeah of course so i wanted to ask you do do something in specific for example to me the model before the photo shoot when you make portraits.
1: Yeah, sometimes I uh, prefer to meet or when model came to my home studio, we can like drink some tea, talk about different stuff, maybe like for an hour or maybe less because I don't like to talk with the model while I'm shooting. Sometimes it's uh, not good to capture the people speaking. I try to gather some information from the person I shoot for some time and if we have something like some common topic, the model will be more relaxed and we can discuss this and we can uh, like be in good mood. The thing that is most hard to obtain in your photo shoot is uh, like comfort of your subject, if you, you can say so. Because uh, if person is comfortable, they don't think about the camera and the process. They just interact with you directly. Camera is like out of sight immediately and they can like move freely, Give you more emotions. So sometimes people are really, like, really quiet or try to mimic something, some poses they saw in the book or magazine, and uh, it's not really portrait.
0: I see on your website that you don't have a lot of boys. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find the female models some kind of a muse for you?
1: Yeah, of course. Maybe I just shoot two or three male models and that's it but i happened to shoot one model who is really like not famous but he's one of the top male model in russia so he shoot for the dolce and gabbana campaign uh, he came to moscow and he asked me to do new portfolio for him it was really unexpected for me that the guy came into the studio at 8 a.m bring his own clothes and he works as long as i need
0: why would this be strange for you
1: because some models they think that they are superstars if they up in the campaign or in the editorial and they act like they achieve really great things in their life so they can like be higher than other people but these people who really achieve something they work and they understand that this is work. This is not the he came to the photographer to show their vanity or show how cool they are. Or... He came to work. He needed uh, pictures and uh, he worked for these pictures really good.
0: Do you think that there will be a moment in your life when you feel like you're the best photographer and you can work with people, but they have to earn it?
1: I hope this will never happen.
0: <laughs> I hope that too for you, because I guess this is what makes us people yeah so thank you very much for this interview it was really my honor it was so nice to talk to you thank you it's so nice to meet new people and to have such a lovely conversation with them you can check my guest work on If you have any suggestions for our shows or if you want to ask something and be answered on Friday, you're more than welcome to leave a post on our Facebook page called The Fashion Photography Podcast. Thank you guys again for being with us. Don't forget to spread the knowledge and share this podcast.